Hello, everyone, and how are you today? We are pleased to have our show today, and we are really excited today. We have Angelique Manello, and please excuse our technical difficulties with Blog Talk Radio today. We are actually live. I'm so excited, live from Montreal. So we've done France, we've done Italy, we've done London, we've done Alaska. Oh, it just keeps getting better. So we're live from Montreal today, where we're going to have Angelique Manello of Decode Global, and she creates app, mobile applications for social change. She helps nonprofit organizations as well as literally young students from all over the world to come together on projects. This is an amazing, amazing company that she has created, and it is so much fun, okay? And then we have Disha Jackson, who has taken what she does for a living with representing celebrities, sports figures, and so forth, and is giving back to the community through fashion and everything. By having a fashion week in my local Jersey City, and giving back to different nonprofit organizations through her nonprofit organization. So that is who we are having on today. <clears throat> Excuse me. And without further ado, I am going to bring in Mr. Jay Logan. And how are you, Mr. Logan? I'm doing very well, Gail. How are you doing today up there in the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful country of Canada? I know you're having a, a great time up there. And I have I'd like to say. I like to say, is it different from Alaska? Because it seems like we're tending to go towards northern places. How's the weather up there? Well, you know, right now I probably wish I was in Alaska because it is very, very hot here. It's the same way that it is in New York City. So, uh, yeah, I do wish I was in Alaska right now, quite frankly. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to going to a colder climate right now, if, even if it was the North Pole. <laughs> Uh, that's great. That's great. Um, yeah, well, uh, it's, it's great out here in San Francisco. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm mean, going to always rub it in on you. We're having a bit of a cold spell. So it's kind of like 57 and 55, and for us, that's cold in uh, San Francisco. So it's kind of freezing a little bit, but so I kind of envy you a little bit up there in Canada. So do you think that that's fair to share with me that it's <laughs> – I'm in ninety, I'm in ninety, almost ninety-five, ninety-nine degree weather of humidity, and you're in a cold spell. Thank you, Jay Logan, for sharing that. <laughs> so, Mr. Logan, I hear you have some really amazing uh, things to share with us today. Yes, I'm, I'm going to share some great high-tech news first. Um, everybody knows HP. They just released the NVC Book Six Z. This is a very inexpensive 
thin and lightweight, lightweight, uh, kind of laptop. It's not an ultra book, but it's kind of the low end of the things that they're making now, and it's built on the AMD chip. Um, this thing only costs, believe it or not, Gail, four ninety nine. So you can get this beautiful notebook, this Envy Sleep Book Six V for four ninety nine, and it pretty much does everything. It has uh, it has great uh, uh, MD ports. It has three point USB, um, two point USB has an Ethernet port, and if you want to add a D- DVD drive to it, you can do that. But for Four ninety nine, you can't beat it. Um, sometimes they go for six hundred, but I've seen them as low as four ninety nine. And I'm just proud that HP is coming out with you know low ended laptops too for you know for some of us that can't afford the new ultrabooks. So it's, it's a great thing, you guys. Uh, on our show, we'd love to check it out. It's called the HP Envy Seatbook Six V. So if you're looking for something that's very inexpensive and you can afford, you can take with you, uh, check it out. Well, I have a question on that, Jay. You know, for situations of that sort, do you think it's good for, you know, companies like HP or Sony or any company like that to actually make books on a low end that way when there's such, you know, Apple has really gained the market share even in laptops now. And with that said, does it work actually to have companies like HP make that sort of a low end when you actually can get a, a PC or a laptop, actually, that's fully mounted with the things that you need for around that price, quite frankly. Well, I think it has some of the newer ports, and since it has some of the newer ports and smart card uh, ports, I think it's pretty good because, you know, some people want to have a notebook, and they don't want an iPad. You know, they want everything, they want to be able to type and, and do all their stuff right there, and I think it's I think it's pretty good if you want to deal with the new Windows operating system. <laughs> we won't go into that. But I think it's a pretty good deal, you know. I, I would want one if I couldn't afford the iPad. And iPads are not as cheap as you think, you know. You're gonna, you want to, If you want to get iPads, you're going to have to, the good one, you want the 64 gig pad, you're going to spend upwards of dollars $800. So or I think you could, so. could You could go. Now, that, there's the other side of that. You actually could go... Uh, lighter and get, I mean, I have a 16 gig. And for Mm -hmm. me, who is on the go like you, okay, I don't feel that I actually, um, I don't feel like I actually lose out. I have more than enough space. I can listen to my music. I can still watch my movies, you know. So I feel really great about having that, and I don't feel a need. I mean, 32 maybe, but the minimum is like 500. And with that iPad, you can do so much, especially with the three now. So, you know, I, I guess as usual, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't conformed to Apple, Jay, so that you don't have to worry about. But, you know, and I'm finding myself to be a PC and Apple girl, but I'm still a PC girl, really, all the way. I'm still a PC girl. So I, I would just think that, you know, I agree with you on one hand, but on another hand, it's like, you know, are they real? The PC makers are not in a place to make low-ended. If anything, they can make these things cheaper themselves manufacturing-wise and still give top-notch of what they can, you know, just maybe not using the expensive chip, true, but using a chip that's still, you can still use an Intel chip as well that's not that expensive, just lower-end, and still give all of the same, you know, specs 
that you would on maybe their higher end models. Because it's just I'm just looking at the investment. That's where I'm looking for. But of course, you know, I'm going to give you a hard time on that one. Well, you got a, you got a point there. They could they could do that. This 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 thing is six Z. Which I think what's good about it, you can put a large hard drive. Like you notice, like a lot of the iPads and the other pads, they don't have a lot of space. As a matter of fact, one of my comrades, he's used up all of his space in his iPad, and so now he has to use cloud technology. And he gets frustrated because he doesn't want to keep sending things to the cloud. What's good about these this Lorian book that you can have a 300 gig hard drive. You can have a you know 200 gig hard drive, so you don't run out of space as much. But there's some pros and cons. So you have a point. Um, you can't do the stuff on the iPad. They can make the stuff cheaper. But um, I think that this thing is uh, pretty much for the college students that want to go to college. It has beats technology, so you can Dr. Dre's beats, and you can kind of listen to quality sound music. And so I think it's pretty much for the college students that you know, want to get some real fast and small. It's not that light. It's like two and a half pounds, so it's not that light. But uh, I think people will enjoy it. Okay. Well, Jay, we've talked about HP a lot here. <laughs> and um, we, we have our guests on. Oh, I have one more thing to say, Gail. It's real fast. Real, real fast. Um, okay. Uh, foreign interest grows in Hong Kong universities. Hong Kong universities have seen substantial increases in the number of foreign applications for the year 2012 and 13 academic year. According to the numbers released last month, the University of Hong Kong saw a 42% increase in foreign applicants. So basically, I'm going to cut this short. Basically, um, you can go to Hong Kong now. Instead of coming over to our universities and learning everything, uh, the rest of the world is, uh, I'm not going to say they passed, but a lot of students now are going over to other countries and going to school like Canada, uh, uh, Hong Kong and London are just as good. So they're not coming over. Foreign exchange students are not coming over here as much. So I just wanted to say that Hong Kong is on the rise. Now I'll leave it at that. Okay. Thank you so much. And we'll go back into that later in the show. And without further ado, I'd like to bring on a very, uh, very amazing woman that I met yesterday through um, Sandy Sidhue of uh, the Montreal Girl Geeks Group, which is an international nonprofit organization chapter, and I want to thank Sandy for introducing us. We'll have Sandy on the show next week. We're going to ha- bring on right now Angelique Manello, who has a company called Decode Global. So without further ado, I will bring her on. Angelique, good afternoon. How are you this morning? Well, actually, Hi, good morning afternoon. For- and good afternoon for us here. Hi. Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Angelique, I'd like you to meet our co-host, Mr. Jay Logan. He's out of San Francisco, which is why I said morning. How are you doing today? Excellent. Great to meet you. Great to meet you also. Well, you know, Angelique, I've been talking with so many people about your company because it's very unique and focused. You know, there's a lot of companies that offer mobile apps and even some for, you know, uh, for social change, but not in the manner in which you do. And that's why I was really impressed by you as a person yesterday, you know, being a fundamentally very down-to-earth person as well as very approachable and someone who's just sharing themselves and what they're doing. Because in order to take on what you're doing, there has to be a person who's not selfish, you know, and 
all about the money. So I wanted to say that your undertaking is amazing. And, of course, I know there has to be money in it for you to be doing it, but it really is a selfless gesture on your part. So we're going to just go in, if you don't mind, and begin to ask you more about your company. Sure, that would be fantastic. Amazing. So we met Angelique uh, Manello at the International Startup Festival here in Montreal, which is amazing. This is why I love the Canadian people, because they're so outgoing and have a great outlook. And I would love for you to share with us about your company. And sure. What, and so, what uh, D- sure. Uh, so Decode Global is an incubator for mobile applications for social change. We also provide international opportunities for young technologists to work on projects uh, both in Canada and internationally. So what we do is we uh, work with with partners, uh, NGOs, nonprofit organizations, or individuals that have an idea about how mobile technology or mobile application could have a, a, a positive impact on social change. Uh, we turn their requirements into a three- to six-month project and then search for the best and the brightest uh, young technologists from around the world to work on that project uh, for three to six months. So currently, we're uh, developing a mobile game uh, that's focused on um, raising awareness around um, water quality worldwide. And we have, an individual, uh, we have a team of young technologists from uh, Ukraine, Brazil, Finland, Canada, and the U.S., all based out of Montreal, uh, working hard on developing that game to be launched at the end of the year. Additionally, we're planning a project in India where, um, again, young Canadians, Americans, uh, Europeans, and Indians will work on a project in India that's developing a mobile application uh, for rural women entrepreneurs to use to help them uh, sell their products in very, very rural areas in India. So that just gives you kind of a a quick overview of what we do and the types of technology and projects we're focused on. Hi, Jay. Did I lose Jay? Hello? Hello? Are you, yes, we uh, seem to have a technical, oh, sorry. technical difficulty here. Uh, sorry about that, mm-hmm. Angelique. No problem. Are you there, Jay? Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah, Angelique. I wanted to know how long have you have you been doing this, and um, when did you start? We uh, officially launched the company at the beginning of June, so it's uh, we're in our very early days. The planning stages have been um, occurring since the beginning of the year. So we're we're new, um, we're young, we're full of energy, and uh, ready to to work on projects that utilize mobile technology for social good. Which, which platforms will these uh, applications be for? What, uh, could you let me know which platforms and which OSs that you're going to have these apps that's, on? That's a great question. And so the game that we're working on uh, will be targeting um, the, the iOS platform. It's for the North American market. Um, however, our project in India, it's, it's for very, very um, simple mobile phones, so the application will be built in Java. So we... We uh, have expertise in all different uh, mobile phone platforms, and we really choose um, what is the most appropriate platform for uh, the market and the users of the technology we're developing. Okay. The question I have for you is, I want to know, um, in terms of your, you know, this unique 
I guess, so to say, model, okay? One of the things I'm noticing is that I have a twofold question for you, actually, Anjali. I noticed that you're not only creating the games for social change, okay, but you're also bringing people together from other countries to work. I want to say, I want to ask a little bit more like that, about that. For your games for social change, okay, are you focusing on uh, particular causes for your, for your uh, apps? Yes, we are. So it's very much focused um, on water and some of the uh, global issues and awareness are around water. Um, it does involve a team from all over the world, and the great uh, value that that brings in is you have different perspectives, so different um, ideas from very young technologists about um, how water uh, you know, can, is important and how we can draw greater awareness um, for some specific issues uh, surrounding water. So um, I can't reveal all the details of the game yet. More in to come uh, towards, uh, closer towards our launch. Um, but it's very much uh, the idea is to build technology that um, with a team that brings in perspectives not just from North America but from the world. Okay. The other thing is, so now I want to go a little further into that. We're not so much interested in the game itself, you know, right now because you're still in launch mode. We're very interested to know what it is, you know, as you're going along. But what we'd like to actually know is what, like, what causes, you know, in general, just what causes for Decode Global? How does one go about having their project come in and be chosen, not just for the app itself, but the cause itself? But, you know, do you focus on some causes and say, well, no, we're not going to do other causes? That's That's what I think a lot of our audience members would like to know. Okay, that's, that's an excellent question. Um, we have a couple areas of focus at the moment. So one is water. One, another area of focus is uh, women's economic empowerment. Um, how, how we look for, for different causes is we host an, an open competition. Uh, currently the competition is not open. A new competition will open uh, in the next couple of months. And it's an open invitation for anyone to say, here's, here's an issue that I believe um, needs greater awareness. Here's an issue that could benefit from a mobile game, a mobile application. Uh, I have this idea. Uh, and we, we look through, we, we basically crowdsource the ideas to look for a winning idea um, that also, you know, we feel passionate about too. And then we will uh, work towards building that cause or building uh, awareness or an application that can be done in uh, three to six months. So we're open wow. to lots of new ideas, uh, but currently our focus um, until we open the competition again is on uh, water and women's economic empowerment. Okay. There is a project you have in India in general. Can you tell yes. us about your, a little bit about the project in India? And what you're, you seem to have a personal passion for India as well when I was speaking to you yesterday. Would you be willing to share that with our audience? Sure. Um, so in India, we're working with a, a social enterprise called Boond. Uh, it's an enterprise that um, is set up by a very close friend of mine. They manage the uh, supply chain of uh, development products into very rural areas, so products such as um, mosquito nets, solar-powered cell phone chargers, cook stoves. Um, in addition to managing the supply chain, they also provide entrepreneurship training for individuals that live in very rural areas. 
Uh, together, we've been planning with them a program that will expand the training to to women entrepreneurs, so they also are are able to um, sell products and 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 generate livelihood for themselves. And we're also expanding the supply chain to include very women specific products um, that you know are very important to them and very difficult to to receive in rural areas. Um, what Decode Global is also focusing on is the development of the technology. So we have a fantastic partnership where uh, our partners in India uh, provide the entrepreneurship training and the products, and we supply the technology to, to help the women get their business, small businesses off to a, a great start. So we're currently um, uh, in the in fundraising stage and planning phase for that project with the anticipation that we'll start to um, uh, launch the product towards the end of the year. Sorry, launch the project towards the end of the year. Okay. Um, young people, what made you bring together, what did you bring these young people together from all over the world and providing jobs for them and in, in times of, in economic times that are very difficult? I applaud you that. I want to know what made you do that, and does it give them the opportunity? Does it give them other opportunities in the job market? Sure. So um, my inspiration for setting up Decode Global was actually a, a program I participated in when I was a, a young engineer. I had the opportunity to work uh, for six months in in Bolivia in a microcredit organization, and this was a program that was. Um, set up through the Government of Canada. Unfortunately, that program no longer exists, and when I decided I was going to launch a venture, uh, I realized how much impact that experience had on on my career and my life, and uh, was really uh, inspired and motivated to recreate uh, an organization that could provide international work experience for, for young individuals with a technology background. I've lived all over the world uh, for the last uh, eight years, and I feel that it's such a huge value uh, for young people to get some international work experience. Uh, so I'm very passionate about ensuring that uh, within my organization, we, we give lots of opportunities for young people to, to both come to Canada to work on projects, but also to, to work in different countries. So um, the, the one thing I want to ask you, when you say young people... Um, when to young people, what age group do you really focus on with people coming to these projects? Uh, that's a good question. So we're not limited by age. Um, it, it's you know we 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 look definitely at the profile for the individual. Uh, how, you know what sort of uh, passion they have for technology and also for for social change. Um, in general, uh, recent graduates to a couple years of work experience, um, but we're, we're also open to individuals that maybe are looking for uh, have a little bit of work experience but a career transition. Um, you know, we're looking definitely at a case by case basis, uh, but but in general, people at the at the beginning of their career to a couple years of work experience. Wow. Wow. I know you had some questions, Jay. I've, I've gotten over here and just taken it all from you over here. I'm sorry. Yeah, I want to know, are these apps that you're, you're going to develop, are they uh, free or is there a price for them or where some of the proceeds go to towards certain organizations? Could you get into a little bit of that for me? 
Sure. So with the game that we're developing, um, there will be a means to make donations to the, our partner organization through the game. We'll be using a model which is called freemium. So there's you're able to play the game, but then also to have extra features. You you know by making a donation through the game, um, you're also able to get some enhancements within the game. Uh, so that's sort of one model uh, for the service that we're developing in India. There's a very very low cost uh, associated with it, um, but there is a is a small fee to um, to run the application as a as a service. Um, so it really is a case by, again a case by case basis. Um, in terms of, in terms of how you know the the fees surrounding the applications, but really the the focus is on um, ensuring that the partners that we working we're working with um, are are receiving uh, great benefit from the technology that we're developing. Um, do you allow the young people working on the projects to have the flexibility to give their uh, own creativity on the project? Yes, a lot. So um, we work from idea to uh, to launching the application. So when the team comes in, we brainstorm. Um, they work with me and and the rest of the Deco Global team, in addition to to industry experts that that facilitate as mentors on the projects. And really, we work through together the de the design of the application with the team. So it's a huge. A learning experience and an amazing opportunity for young people at the beginning of their career to really get uh, to participate uh, and, and to have their contribution be very significant uh, through the development of technology. So what's, what's next with the code, uh, Global? What's next? So um, you know we're 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 working on the on a game right now, uh, planning a project in India. Uh, we're also doing some research on um, a data collection uh, application for refugee camps in North Africa, and and starting to look at uh, you know scaling the organization, more projects, more people participating. So so lots in the planning stage. Um, looking for it to to grow uh, over the next couple of years. Well, it sounds like you have a lot going on. It sounds like your company is also growing. Going to be growing pretty fast, Angelique. It's, I mean, really, it sounds amazing. And <laughs> We're moving quickly. <laughs> quicker than sometimes your time can go for, I can imagine, as an entrepreneur. Um, I do have a question for you further. We would like to know what cause is close to Angelique's personal heart? The, the cause that I'm extremely passionate about is is really around uh, designing technology for women's economic empowerment. So uh, a lot of the projects that we look at will um, look at the angle of you know how to help girls stay in school longer, how to help women um, learn entrepreneurship skills, learn technology skills, so that they can have a sense, source of livelihood. Uh, for themselves and look at how we design technology to be very useful for women. Well, you know, um, Angelique, we just want to thank you for being on with us. Wow. Um, we're going to say about say one thing about what you just said. Um, Jay and I work very closely with schools and education, not just in the States, around the world, okay? And, you know, we're a little selfish here too because our intention 
is to, you know, have our project go through Decode Global with Listen Give. Now, I know that we're putting it out there. We may not be accepted, but I'm looking forward and hoping that we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. And, <laughs> you know, and it's really, I mean, you have no idea, you know, Jay and I talk about different things all the time, and, you know, we were looking at various uh, mobile apps for Listen Give and what we're up to. And then when you came along, it was just who you were and, you know, who who you were as a person that struck me and, you know, your creativity. And Jay will tell you this is for me like a dream come true. I'm always talking about bringing people together of all different countries. And it's something we do a lot. And, um, you know, meeting someone who's not just talking about it, but actually is in the, doing what we do of bringing them together and, is making a difference with it. You know, again, as I said at the beginning of this show, we have to applaud you. Thank yes, we you do. so much, yeah. and I, I look forward to <laughs> to hearing more about your project. Uh, it sound, sounds amazing and sounds like, you know, there's lots of opportunities for us to, to work together. Yeah, yeah. But we just want you to know that even what, you know, outside of that, what you're doing is so amazing, and you're making more of a dent you know, you might think I'm just making a dent. You're doing more than a dent. You know, when you have an accident with a car, you can have a dent or the car can be totaled. In this moment, I don't think you realize that your con- your contribution would be like totaling a, a car. And a, and a <laughs> well, thank sense. you so much. In a good sense. So we thank you. Amazing. And we, we hope to have you on at least two more times to share about the direction of your project and where it's going, if that would be okay with I you. I would love that. That would be fantastic. I look forward to it. Thank you so much. And can you tell everyone where they can find your company online, please? Sure. So our our URL is www.decodeglobal, all one word, .org. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at Decode Global. We're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn, uh, all under Decode Global. So please check us out. Uh, Let us know what you think. And we're always open to new ideas and partnerships, so don't hesitate. Well, thank you so much for your time. And we look forward, that's again, everyone, please take a look at what Angelique Manello is up to, and you will find out that she also has a very good funding partner with her. I don't know if Angelique would wish to share that or just have everyone go to the website. Angelique, would you like to share that? or? Sure. Um, you know, the the... The um, Decode Global received uh, some some financing from from Nokia in order to set up this uh, organization. So, you know, we wouldn't be kickstarting all these amazing projects and having people from all over the world uh, working on them uh, without the help of Nokia. So, huge thanks to Nokia. Yeah, but the reason why I was acknowledging that is not only just a huge thing to Nokia, but you know, it you have it on your website, you know, where people can see it, you know. And I think it's, uh, it's something to be said about on your part that you went and you got you know, a really great partner to partner up with you, a global partner in fact. There's something to be said that you've done your homework. And you've done well, your homework. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, and, and I'm not – we don't give compliments usually very easily. But in this case, we had to because you've done your homework and you've researched and you've taken the time as not only as an entrepreneur but – the way this is going, it's almost like you can't lose. You're making a difference globally. You know, you're talking about water on the planet. We're talking about well, water so on much. the planet. Well, thank you so much. 
I look forward to chatting again in the future. And uh, again, we love to hear uh, people's feedback and ideas on, on projects. Uh, just drop us a line. Okay. Thank you so much, and we hope that you enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Jay, that was really amazing. I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just blown away, actually, by this woman. I it was just, it was definitely a delight to have her on the show, and just all the wonderful things she's doing. It's, uh, yeah, it was wonderful. I totally agree. I, I don't think she gets the impact that she's creating. I don't think she gets it. You know, when you're talking about taking it on and she's actually doing it, she has students that come here literally for six months in Montreal or three months in Montreal, and they get to work together on the project, not from their respective homes. I mean, she's actually doing it. I meet many people all over the world that talk about it. They do do it, but she's actually, she began to talk about it a lot after it had already been implemented. That's very powerful. That is right. very, very powerful. And I just think it's amazing. So we're going to be bringing on Deisha Jackson, another powerhouse of a person, you know, just amazing woman. And, you know, we just wanted to go back into this thing, if you could share with our audience about the Hong Kong situation that you were sharing. Please go in a little more in depth on that, Jay. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Hong Kong is, uh, they have a lot of uh, international students that are starting to come to their school. Um and actually, it's growing because a lot of people are not, you know, like I said, a lot of kids and college students tend to come to the United States back when, um, back in the day. And now, this, uh, these Hong Kong universities are they, they're just growing and getting better and better in their curriculum. And so now, people in their country are called going to Hong Kong. People in China are going to Hong Kong. They're not coming over to America's universities. They're staying over there. So I think... Um, applicants are divided in like three categories. They have the local uh, kids, and then they have the foreign, and then they have the mainland Chinese. They come from the mainland, and um, they're all basically staying there because of the economy is better there. They can get better jobs at this point in our in our time frame, and a lot of kids are just staying there, and they have everything they, they have everything going for them. Um, uh, that's basically what's going on, Gail. It's just just they're just doing great which I want our country to do great also. But if they can stay there and learn just as much, hey, I give them a, hand, I give them a tip of my hat. That's wonderful. Um, and it's, all, it's always good when other countries step up their education. And um, since the world is very competitive and all these universities are very competitive, and, and if you can keep your kids in their country and they can learn just as much, that's wonderful. They don't have to travel. They can just you know do everything in their own country. So. It's good to see China, you know, and uh, Hong Kong, and uh, it's good to see those countries doing well. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, that's that's amazing. You know, it it, it continues to blow my mind, um, you know, what's going on around the world. It's um, you know, This is something that we have to put on the website. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just good that, you know, a lot of those uh, – a lot of the uh, kids over there are choosing to stay in Asia because they enhance job applications. I mean, job opportunities. Excuse me, and uh, they just it's better for them. So we you gotta, we have to throw that on the website because uh, 
maybe some of our kids might want to go over there and go to school. You and know, it would be great they, for them. It would be great for them. <laughs> yeah, it's just, they got jobs over there also. So, you know, let's go over there and get some jobs sometime, you know. Yeah, so that'd be good. It, it, quite a few Americans do work there. Well, without further ado, we have our next guest, Deisha Jackson, waiting. And I just want to say a little bit about Deisha Jackson. I met Deisha Jackson in Jersey City while I was sitting in my favorite place, the Cupcake Salon, owned by Cynthia out in Jersey City on Grove Street. And, um, you know, Cynthia makes some amazing cupcakes, and she's another entrepreneur that we'll have on soon. But Deisha Jackson, very much like Angelique Manello here in Montreal, is doing some amazing things. Another woman who is giving her time and efforts to the community. She's cre- she's not. It's a, it's, these are not dreams. People are creating something, implementing it, and then bringing it to the public. Like people are really taking the time to do their homework. Jay, and this is why it's so amazing to have this woman on. Uh, Deisha is a lawyer by trade, and um, she is creating something that I don't even want to tell the public about. I want her to talk about it. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on Nasisha Jackson. Nasisha Jackson, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, You know, calling in, you know, directly from Montreal. It's very hot here, of course. And then I'd like you to meet our co-host, Jay Logan, from San Francisco. Hello, Nasisha. How are you doing? Hi, Jay. How are you? I'm doing well. It's good to have you on our show. And, and thank you. Welcome to the show, Disha. You know, Disha, we've had a lot of people on the show from, you know, uh, Russell Simmons' brother, Danny Simmons, for Rush Philanthropic, and Noel Lee, and all of that. And, you know, I love those people. But when I meet people like you and Angelique that we had on our show earlier, it really, it really is just amazing to see what one person can accomplish and then shares it with others. Okay. And I have to tell you from the first moment that I heard you talking in the restaurant, and I interrupted as usual, <laughs> you know, I found that it was what you had created. So what I want to let our audience find out more is about what you are creating, okay, if that is okay with you. Yes, that's fine. Yeah. So, you know, Disha, I heard you speaking about, you know, you were creating this company that, you know, and, and different uh, aspects of it. And there's a couple of things, again, that you give a multitude of opportunities to. So one of those things is I wanted to know that, you, you know, people to know a little bit, first of all, about what you do, firstly, you know, that you represent celebrities and sports figures and sometimes in their respective careers. And also, you know, we hear you doing some wonderful things. So before we go into that, can you tell us some of the things that you, you do on a daily basis that are making a difference in, in the community overall? Um, sure. <clears throat> well, when I uh, met you, I have started a uh, foundation called DLJ um, Give to Live Community Foundation. Myself, uh, personally, I am a, a lawyer by trade, and I've, I've done um, numerous things in the legal community and community at large, um, dealing with children um, as well as um, the elderly and and other and women as well and for education and those are some of the things that I've supported in the past. I've been president of two nonprofits dealing with women 
And so I've planned um, a lot of uh, different events, fundraising events as well, and I've spoken to kids over probably the last 15 years on a regular basis, just encouraging them to make good choices. Um, so I've, I've kind of parlayed that into my own um, foundation because uh, I've always found myself heading up others, uh, other foundations and other nonprofits and heading up other people's programs. Why not head up my own? and and um, do things for people that I care about and get out into the community. So it's called DLJ Give to Live Community Foundation. Wow. <laughs> well, that's a lot. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, Deidre, this is Jay. I, I wanted to ask you, what made you choose to create a nonprofit organization that would support other organizations? Well, I have a lot of I'm not a one-issue person, I guess, and I want to be able to help many different people. And I believe, you know, it's great that people have organizations and, and they have the one issue that they're passionate about and you, and you, and you kind of throw everything in there. But I, I wanted to have an opportunity to kind of spread the love you know, so to speak. So that's why I created it. And and I feel like giving is living, you know, and that if when you do give, you know, there's something special about just giving and, and not expecting anything in return and volunteering. Um, there's blessings in that. So that's that's basically why. Well, Deja, I'd like to ask you something myself. You know, you and I both live, you know, not not live, but we do business in Jersey City, okay? And yeah. I live in Jersey City. Jersey City is very, very special to me because I came over as a New York transplant, okay? And, you know, Jersey City is growing at leaps and bounds. And I, you and I see that every day. Every time we turn a corner, there's a new condo going up or a new yes. business going up. And, you know, I'm like, how can the community who's already lived there take advantage of that of the new community of people coming in without it being seen as an overall gentrification, you know, so to speak? And there are some people who are upset about that. I was one of those people because I believe that you have to bridge the gap between the, the new community coming in and the old itself. And one of the things I was amazing to hear is what you were creating. That was that you're creating a fashion week in Jersey City, and some people may have say that, said that this is not the first one, but as far as I'm concerned, after 15 years of living there, this is the first one. Can you share with us about that? Sure. Um, a colleague of mine had come to me and said, how come we don't have a fashion week here <laughs> and, in the city? And I said, you know, I think that that would really be a good idea and really be an opportunity to highlight Jersey City and kind of bring different communities together because fashion really has no no size, no color. And it's something that, you know, everyone gets up every morning and puts on clothes, whether it's couture clothes or whether it's clothes from Kmart, they put on clothes. And so that's something that everyone kind of can relate to. What we have created is a week where we – highlight a charitable cause, and this year the the cause would be about children and, and women, and we are looking to give back to those particular um, charities. And then we'll have a few fashion shows during the week, um, and this is in September of 2012. So we've chosen um, several charities, um, the York Street Project in Jersey City, the Boys and Girls Club of Hudson County, 
and York Street Project, they have a program called Stages where the kids um, get to learn about theater, which is close to me because I do entertainment. And we were also going to make a donation to Dress for Success. And the idea is really to to get people out um, in a, in a different way, um, dealing with fashion, to have a good time, and also to give back to these particular uh, organizations. Wow. Okay. Um, I also want to know, in Fashion Week in Jersey City, will it include local designers from Jersey City or other states as well? Yes, we're, we are. We are want to add additional designers. We do have um, some boutiques and as well as designers who are from Jersey City, but we are definitely open to having um, designers from um, other states or or other areas. Okay, when you when you say that, um, do, I mean, do these designers have to go through a particular, you know? Um, I guess how do they how do, how are you going about getting the designers? So if other people in Jersey City want to be involved, they can. Sure, if they all they have to do is contact us um, either at um, jcfw at dljsec.com or designers at dljsec.com, and what we'll do is we'll you know we'll contact them, take a look at their clothes, and discuss how we can place them in the show. Oh, you have so you you're actually taking a look at the different types of clothing. So you really are like really hands on, really to make this like one of the best fashion weeks jerseys that you have. Yes. Well, what I want to do is I'd like to have a show with the designers that is not just straight, you know, um, couture stuff. I want a show that has a variety of clothes because I think that that makes it fun. You know, um, we have some, we may have some full figured fashion. <laughs> urban wear, um, you know, some ready-to-wear. So I want to kind of have a, a variety of things during the show. Yes, Dave, I want to know, will you include the other aspects of people you represent in the sports, including in the fashion shows that you do? You mean to have athletes? Yeah, you know, include some of the other aspects of the people that you represent, some of the other uh, in sports and in your fashion shows. Well, I mean, we are definitely looking to um, have athletes and, and other people try to appear during the week, you know, um, to, to show support for the show and for the cause. So what do you love about uh, what do you love about working with youth, with children and, and, and young people? Well, what I love about working with children is that um, we, I believe that children are our future. And with kids, they're so, they're open and they're loving and, and, and they have an ability to be molded into very, you know, positive, constructive, you know, individuals. And I love to have an opportunity to speak to kids and to do things for kids to give them hope for the future and to encourage them for the future. I think that, you know, we all should should be um, that way, and that's why I love giving back to kids because I want them to know that, you know, myself, there is myself as well as other people who care. You know, I'd love to know something. I heard you say you've been talking to youth off and on for 15 years, Disha, Okay. Yes, and and know it has to be rewarding because you wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't. And right. 
and, and children must be getting something out of it too. And you must see that that you're such a contribution. And, and again, I'm going to say to you what I said to Angelique Manila. All right, I don't think that either one of you get. And this is not. To, and this is where we have to be careful not to let our egos take over. But I think, and, and I'm not speaking about you, but also to really get the contribution that you are to the community. Like, as I shared with her, you know, you have, when you have a car accident, you can have a dent or it can be totaled, all right? And right. in this case, you, you know, women like you and men, I shouldn't say just women, but all of our entrepreneurs like you are just not making a dent. You're totaling the car. And that's, in, in this case, it's a good thing, thank God. Um, <laughs> but you're, you're making a huge contribution, you know? And I would like to know, what is the most profound moment you had in working with you? Wow. Um, oh wow! I have to. I have to think. There's so many. Um, there's so many different. I don't even know if there's a profound <clears throat> one. One moment that has stuck out. I mean, there's so many times. I mean, when I was in law school, I I mentored two girls um, through a program at the high school. Um, that really touched me. I used to meet with them uh, about once a month. Um, I, I mean, when I go out to the churches and I speak to, you know, the kids and, and they come up to me afterwards and, you know, ask me questions and tell me that they really understood what I was saying about making choices and daring to be themselves um, really, really touches me, you know, and that they, they really are, you know, working towards uh, having a constructive, positive life and, and a positive contribution. And something that I always say is you can't let your circumstances dictate, you know, where you where you are, where you're going. You know, you got to, to fight and, and plan um, and pray. <laughs> um, <clears throat> because I always, um, always put God first and tell kids to do that as well. Um, there have been other instances where I've worked with, you know, young girls or I used to I used to work um with the Dare program here in in my hometown and I used to chaperone um females to the baseball game and I used to get to know those girls, you know, very well. About five years I used to do that. And I really enjoyed those young people because we had a chance to talk, you know, and, and get close and, and kind of listen to what they're saying. I've mentored probably upwards of 15 to 20 law students throughout my career um, who still, some of them still call me today and try to give them advice on what to do um, in education and in their career, and I make myself available in that way, and it always touches me when some of those students come back to me and say, you know, thank you, you know, um, for helping me out. I really appreciate your time. So that touches me. So it's not one, you know, particular um, one particular thing, I, it, it's everything has its moment. Yeah, um, I wanted to ask Asia, like, I wanted to know some of the, you know, sports uh, people you represent and, um, and and some of the people you represent in your fashion show. I asked you earlier, but I was trying to get more detail. Could you share some of the aspects of some of the people you work with? Well, 
What I do is mainly contractual work um, for athletes and entertainers. So um, the athletes uh, that I represent, they may be going on in, you know, minor league teams or they may have other aspects of things that they do, and I kind of review their contracts. As for the entertainers, I've worked with um, models, a um, couple dancers, um, an actor here or there, and a few musicians. And so it's mostly um, transactional work that I do. Is it, are there any um, um, people that our audience out there might know of, uh, any famous figures that you could share? or just, uh, Probably just, not yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. hopefully, yeah, hopefully soon. Um, I've been practicing in this area maybe for about two or three years. I've been practicing overall for 16. So I've kind of just added this area to my um, to my law practice. But Hopefully very, very soon there will be um, someone that the audience may, be, in fact, uh, know well. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, um, I, I'm glad you shared that with us. Thank you so much. And I wanted to know, like, you know, we were talking about kids. Um, what are the ages you do that you start from? Um, could you share that with us? Like, uh, how small are they? And, well, sure. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've spoken to kids who have been – Oh, God, I mean, they've been seven, eight years old, all the way up to, you know, teenagers at, like, 17 and, you know, 15 through 17. Um, And then, of course, I've dealt with, um, you know, young adults. But, I mean, I have, um, in my career in the last 20 years, I've done the gamut um, um, of all ages. And so I try to, um, you know, of course, tailor what I'm speaking to, to who I'm speaking to and, I've been to um, to the read programs. I know you probably heard of that in the different school systems here um, in my hometown as well as others. Um, I've been principal for a day at, um, in, a, in a high school for the city of Newark, um, probably about seven 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 years ago. Um, so I used to read the kids a couple of times, um, and they were in middle school. So I have um, in my travels and in, in my Nonprofit and kind of giving to children. I basically there hasn't really been an age group I haven't been involved with. Oh, wonderful. Well, one of the things I want to ask is, will you have you know will you have youth in the Jersey City Fashion Show? Yes, I, we are going to have youth. We are planning on the Monday night, um, September twenty fourth to have a show at the Boys and Girls Club where we were going to have the, some of the kids from there walk in the show. And so um, we have one designer and, and another store who said that they would um, donate, and so we're still kind of firming up, you know, some of the other stores um, for, for that show. So, yes, we are including youth in in the week in the okay, show. Is this... Is this- um, youth who you have worked with? Say that again? Is this youth? Um, and um, how do I say this? Is this youth that you have worked with in the past? No. I Actually, I have not worked with the, um, the youth at the Boys and Girls Club in the past. This will be my first time. And this is the one in Jersey City, am I right? Yes, this is the one in Jersey City. It's the Boys and Girls Club of Hudson County. Okay, I do believe Mr. Logan had another question. I think I'm 
I'm outdoing him today, Deisha, so I'm going to let him have the floor here. Okay. Well, I think I wanted to ask you, like, do you get excited, like, now you're getting ready to work with the Boys Club? Do you get, like, chills before you get there? Is, I mean, because it sounds like it's exciting to work with the young people. Wait, I'm sorry. Say that again. Do I get? I, you know, I wonder, I'm wondering, like, when you before you go, you're getting ready to work with the Boys Club, Girls, Boys and Girls Club in New Jersey, and I'm wondering, do you get excited and chills before you get to talk to the youth? Is it just something wonderful that you love to do? And how do you feel before you you go talk to these young people? The feeling. Oh, yeah. Yes, I always get excited. Um, sometimes I get very nervous because I'm like, okay, how is this going to go across? You know what I mean? Because yeah. the audience yeah. <laughs> to have, you know, these um, children at different ages kind of engaged for, like, at least 20 minutes, you know. So I'm like, okay, I hope this goes well. But I always try to um, tailor when I'm getting ready to work with kids what – what I'm doing. I mean, if I know I have a certain age group, you know, I might throw in some names of musicians or, or famous people they may know to kind of make some points and drive some things home because I think that works, you know, with kids because, you know, they may know that NBA star or they may know that um, rapper and I'll say something and kind of relate it and they go, ah, that makes sense, you know what I mean, as to why I should do X. So I really try to tailor what I'm saying to kids. But I always, I'm really always excited um, when it, when I have an opportunity to give back to children or to speak with kids or to go to their programs you know, and support them. So I'm, I'm really excited about this project and I'm excited about, you know, giving back to the kids there at the, at the club as well as the other um the other nonprofits. Wow, I'm excited. I have. A, I want to ask you: Do you think it builds their self-esteem to uh, be in the fashion shows that you throw? Who? <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm wondering: Does it build? Do you think it builds the kids' self-esteem when they're doing the fashion shows that you put on? Yes, I really do think it would build their self-esteem. Um, I have someone in my group who um, trains uh, pageant uh, people who's wow. going to help the kind of get ready for, you know, walking in the show. So definitely, I, I mean, that's that's one of the benefits of doing, you know, something like this is to give them self-esteem and also open them up to the that kind of industry and, and what could be done, you know, um, as a career choice, you know, modeling or fashion merchandising or fashion designing or, you know, so it also from that angle, you know, helps too. Well, one thing I want to say is I wanted to thank you for being on our show because we're running out of time. And, Disha, is, uh, thank you because this has really been amazing. I'd love to know yes. how can people reach you. Can you let them know right now how they can reach you, Disha? Sure. They can email me at jcfw at com. Um, we are open to additional sponsors, vendors, advertisers for the week. Um, and please feel free, or you can go to the website, um, the JerseyCityFashionWeek.com, for more information. Thank you, Deisha, for your time and being on the show. And, Mr. Logan, as usual, it's a blast. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Deisha. Thank you.